today on CityCast Chicago. If you haven't heard, it's an election year, and early voting starts in just a few weeks, which means some important deadlines are coming up for you, the voter. Today is all about you. Really, a CityCast listener had questions about the various ways to vote this election, so we posed them to Max Beber from the Chicago Board of Elections. It's Monday, May 2nd. I'm Carrie Shepard, in for Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Max, first things first, dates. When is the primary and when is the general election? And uh, what are all the offices on the ballot this time? The primary election is coming up on June 28th. Uh, this year. That is new. That's something that voters have not been used to. We usually have our primary back in March. That was changed by legislators because we had the census recently, which means that they have to vote on new districts. Uh, So that is something that voters should uh, look at their voter information or their voter card that just came in the mail ahead of time because their districts might have changed for uh, congressional, uh, for state legislative, or for judicial. So this is a primary election. Uh, This is the election where voters will choose a party uh, and vote on the candidates within that party. Voters can also request a referenda only. Uh, Usually there's not that many questions on there, but voters uh, will likely see a question that hasn't appeared since 1992 uh, on their primary ballot this time around. And that is because the Chicago City Council did not uh, pass a map referendum ordinance uh, ahead of this next election. And that question will very, very likely be going to voters as two petitions have already been filed. Um, What voters unfortunately will not see is any of those maps or any other materials uh, that provide the information of what they're voting on. So they will have to do some research ahead of time on that map referendum question. They've got until May 19th to pass one of the two proposed maps. Like you said, it doesn't look like they're going to do that. Uh, And so it's likely it will uh, fall to June 20th. But I wasn't I didn't realize that if you go in to vote, you're not going to just see two pictures, one map. And here's the other map. And here are your options. You got to go in there ready. I mean, you can go in with your phone and I guess look them up, but they don't provide any information in the booth. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, just part of the ballot is, you know, we can't print out uh, all 50 wards and the lines or, you know, even a small picture wouldn't be very probably helpful for voters. And they're moving to the general election. This is the primary election that will nominate the candidates for the general election, which is coming up on November 8th uh, later this year. The general election is where they'll be voting for the people actually getting into office. Right now, the primary elections were voting for people to be nominated for that November 8th ballot. Max, that was a lot. I appreciate you you <laughs> breaking that down for us. The reason we're having this conversation is because we got an email uh, from a listener. Uh, let's call her CityCast Superfan. She couldn't join us, so lead producer Carrie Shepard is going to ask the questions, uh, which we're sure others have as well. Uh, a lot of it has to do with early voting. Carrie, take it away. So the email our superfan question was, the last election was the first time I ever voted by mail. I just received a new voter registration card in the mail along with an email, and I'm confused. Does this new card replace my current card? This is the reason why I'm so happy that you invited me uh, on on this podcast, Yay. because any chance to to help clarify information when it comes to vote by mail, I am looking forward to through the rest of uh, this election because uh, sorry, I've got this long preamble, but um, 
2020 was the first time I think a lot of people voted by mail for the first time as the pandemic uh, happened. It's also the first time that uh, the, legis uh, the Illinois legislature passed a lot of new rules that allow people to vote by mail whenever they want uh, and, and early vote and really expanded a lot of uh, voting options before Election Day. And in fact, in 2020, we saw 70 percent of voters either chose early voting or vote by mail and the other 30 percent voted on Election Day. That's the first time that's happened within the city of Chicago, that that's overtaken voting with on election day. So to go back to your original question, though, what we are required by uh, by law is to send out what's known as a mail canvas. We are required to provide it just to let the voters know what their information is and what these dates are. You can also always check your voter information, including your districts and sample ballots, uh, by going to our website, chicagoelections.gov. Every new card does replace, but it is in no way a requirement for you to have to vote within Chicago. Yeah, I got mine last week and I, you know, it's got a little, it's a little piece of paper and you can tear it. There's perforations around it. You could tear it out. And I'm like, should I laminate this? Like, but then I realized <laughs> I've never actually been asked for it when I go to well, vote. Laminating um, is probably not necessary, but uh, I wouldn't say no to if that. If you have a home, if you have a laminator at home, which I do not, um, <laughs> you had said mail canvas, Max. So the question, our super fan said, does that mean I can only vote via mail now because they voted by mail last time? Since I voted by mail last time, and I auto signed up to get a mail ballot this time. So if she receives the ballot in the mail, is that it? She can only they can only vote by mail now. Succinct answer, no. You can always choose whatever way you want to vote in Chicago, either in person, early voting, uh, or a vote by mail. Um, so there is something that is unique to this mail canvas, though. Usually a canvas is just telling you information and giving you that voter card. However, as you've seen with this one, turn it on to the other side, there's also an application to vote by mail. Uh, the Chicago Board of Elections also did this in 2020. That was a requirement by law when they uh, were urging people to vote by mail to stay safe during the pandemic. We did it again in 2022 uh, just to give people that option. What is new on top of it, too, is something that was passed just last year by legislators, which is called a permanent joining a permanent vote by mail roster. So that is the ability to receive mail ballots moving forward but you do have to request that. I will, uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I will say the way that the law was written um, and the way that we had to phrase it within this, uh, it could have probably been a bit clearer, um, but here's what your options are for joining the permanent vote by mail roster. As part of joining this roster, you can also choose to not be at all anymore. You can choose a different party. Um, no, these these are things that, uh, um, that aren't permanent forever. You not can always, set in stone. It is not set in stone. Okay. I looked at Jacoby and I looked at Simone. You said, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. And I feel like we were all kind of like, is Max going to talk shade about some legislators right <laughs> <No>. now? <laughs> we're all really excited, I think. I think. I think the more royal we rather than any no, type of no, individuals are the like. I get but it. I do, this is a good program and we are seeing a lot of a lot of voters take advantage of this and want to join this permanent vote by mail roster. Okay. Lots of good info. So Max, can you remind us some key dates and some places to find information about voting, voter registration, vote by mail? Uh, voters can go to chicagoelections.gov to get all of this information. The next information that will be coming out is early voting. Uh, first day for early voting is May 19th, which is coming up pretty soon. Uh, that's only going to be available at our super site uh here uh, in downtown chicago 
That's at 191 North Clark Street. Uh, but starting on uh, June 13th through Election Day, and this includes on Election Day, you can vote at one of the 50 ward uh, early voting sites. Or on Election Day, they can choose to vote at their regular precinct polling place. Um, I know that there's a lot of traditional Election uh, Day voters out there. I was one myself for very long, but now I'm an early voter, and I think I might even uh, test out voting by mail this time uh, around myself, It's too. luxurious. I got to tell you, as someone who's only ever voted <laughs> by mail, I, I, I think I, I'm going to try it out. It's, it's really the way to go. I like the energy of voting in person. I like that day. I like to, I have had the same election judge for like years. The I like to see my neighbors, you know, I, I I feel like that, but I get it, Simone, especially in a panic. <laughs> Our producer, Simone Alisea, is from Seattle and often has questions about how we do things here in Illinois and Chicago, and elections are no different. Uh, so Simone is here, Max, to ask some of those. Uh, Simone, start us off with your first question. I have a really, really basic question to start, which is, what does the Board of Elections actually do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great question to start. So many elections are handled by clerks, uh, by elected officials. Uh, same in Cook County, too. That is through the Cook County Clerk's Office. They administer the elections. The Chicago Board of Elections Commissioners, however, is not an elected position. It is an appointed position through the circuit courts. So this was done more than 100 years ago so that it was not touched by any specific elected official. So the board is made up of three commissioners and they make the decisions for um, both our electoral board that's happening right now. So the candidates that got enough uh, signatures or didn't get enough signatures, they're deciding on who will appear on the ballot. But they also act as a, a three-person board for all election and ballot decisions for the city of Chicago. So all of those polling booths that you see on election day, uh, all of the early voting sites, uh, you know, getting all those polling places, that is the responsibility of the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners. I know you have to declare a party in federal elections, but in Washington, where I'm from, you don't declare a party in primaries. Uh, they're, they're open primaries, top two, go to the general. But do I have to declare a party to vote in local primaries here in Chicago? You do have to declare a party to vote within uh, a primary, this upcoming primary. Uh, any election within Illinois that requires you to, to have a party. But it's not your registered party here in Illinois or within Chicago. So if you, say, request a Democratic ballot uh, years ago, um, you can request a different party ballot, say a Republican or a Green, for this upcoming election. You do not have to register yourself as a party as part of your voter registration. It is only uh, part of what you request for one primary ballot. Got it. I would just say, I would add this really quickly, that to your question, I think it relates, is that I know a lot of journalists here in Illinois who do not vote in the primaries for that reason. Because they do not want to it to be on the record that they pulled a Democratic or Republican ballot. So just just a note. I don't know, Max, have you heard that before? Oh, no, that's true. Because, I mean, what you do request is still a matter of public record. Um, but, you know, who you who you choose then in a general uh, election is is private to yourself. Your vote is always private to yourself, but it is part of a public record and what is tracked by the Board of Elections, the primary ballot that you do request. Got it. One last question. Um, you mentioned that going into a booth, for example, you wouldn't be able to see uh, the two maps that we might be considering on our ballot. Um, 
But is there any kind of voting guide? Are there voting guides in Chicago and in Illinois? And who puts those out? And how is that information compiled? We at the Chicago Board of Election do not provide a specific voter guide on the different questions or anything else. Uh, the board tries to stay as neutral as possible. Uh, we provide as much information that we can for candidates uh, for running. But there are so many different community organizations that are present that provide their own voter guides. Oh, that's so interesting. In Washington, you automatically get a voter's pamphlet and all the candidates submit all their information and you get like all the referendum and you get a pro and con and it's like this whole, it's like, it's thick. It's a thick little book that everyone, that everybody gets. Uh, Do people like pay for top billing or is it like alphabetical order? No, or do like, I want to be the first one that people see. It's randomized. They put it through an algorithm and they randomize the order. Um, and they do that on the ballots too. And But can you can you take that outside information with you into the booth if you're voting in a booth? I'll be in there with my phone, voter guy, up, so, like a Google Doc yep. put together. People put totally. together great Google Docs. I'm in there just like, all right, what is water reclamation? I mean, in recent years, there have been apps that have been super helpful that really mm -hmm. lay it out about, you know, like it is like you go each race, you know, so you look and it just matches the ballot and you can do one of these. The only rules is that no one's allowed to electioneer uh, to hand you those within a polling place or, you know, outside of those blue cones that they set up uh, outside of a location. So no one can actually give you anything that tells you how to vote or their own materials or a candidate's materials beyond that level. But you as a voter, you can take whatever you want, uh, you know, that helps guide you in, uh, into that booth with you. What what you might hear from an election judge, though, is that if you're wearing a button for a candidate, if you're wearing a T-shirt for a candidate, um, that is considered electioneering. Uh, so that is something as a voter you should probably try to avoid. Big shout out to our super producers, Samoa Alisay and Carrie Shepard for the great questions and uh, answering them for us. Max Bever is Director of Public Information at Chicago Board of Elections. Thank you, Max, for joining us. Thank you. I love your uh, your passion for voting, Max. It's it's <laughs> infectious. Oh, thank you, Carrie. It's good. A little bit of news going into the week. Whole Foods announced late last week it was closing two Chicago locations, one in Lincoln Park and the other in Inglewood, where it was once hailed as one of the only options for fresh produce in the Southside neighborhood. The company said, as we continue to position for long-term success, we have made the difficult decision to close those stores. They did open a new location in the city last week, however, in the Gold Coast. Some good news. Chicago will host the WNBA All-Star Game this summer. And the reigning champs, the Chicago Sky opener, is this Friday at Wintrust Arena. Later this week on CityCast Chicago, we'll talk about the Sky's new season and what to expect. We'll also sit down with Chicago Public Schools CEO Pedro Martinez to discuss the district's proposed budget for the next school year. Jacoby Cochran is back in the host seat tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Today, um, oops. <laughs> 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 to talk about. <laughs>